Hey, welcome everyone. I am Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you very proudly by Protus Global. I want to thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. Again, my guest today runs a fintech platform with a nine-year track record of facilitating banking and lending services to the U.S. cannabis industry and marketplace. She has also spent 40 years in the credit union industry. So something really cool was happening back in Colorado in 2014. She saw a cannabis-related business needed financial services and that Colorado communities would be safer if the new industry, that safer is really, that is a big deal, industry had access to banking solutions. So Sunday Siegfried, who is my guest today and founder and CEO of Safe Harbor Financial, went on an effort to create a solution. And we're going to talk about that today. Sunday, how are you doing? I'm doing great. But you know, you just pointed something out to me that just blew my mind. And that's that yeah. I did just pass my 40th year in credit unions and banking. <laughs> now you've aged me. <laughs> Well, hey, we, we all got to do something, and you, you've done this well. You've Thank transcended you. time, and, and I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So let's go back to, like, yes, you, you've been in the banking community for a long time. You understand this community. Take me back to 2013, 14, when you saw this thing happening right there before your eyes in Colorado, right? And, and, and it was crazy. I mean, it was not safe. It was not safe, and I love the name of your business, Safe Harbor, but <laughs> it was not safe. So, so tell me what you were looking at and what you were thinking. I have to be honest here. You know, yeah. I'm, I got dragged into this. I was like okay. every other banker. I was in denial about the situation. Ignorance is bliss, and I will say this right. exactly where I was in 2014. Until okay. I had a couple of attorneys take me out for drinks. Dangerous thing. Don't go to drinks with your attorney. Okay. And had a, <laughs> That's a tenant. We'll write that down. Okay. And, you know, you know, they, they said, our clients can't get bank accounts. And you're the only banker we know. And I said, closely knew. And I said, and I said, come on now. Nobody gets to bank as a business. You go to see the regulators. They just shake their head. No, don't get into it. It's illegal at the federal level. And I said, but you guys are such good friends. <laughs> Nine years later, uh, you guys are such good friends. I'm going to just at least do a little research and talk to the way. So you got to remember, I was getting ready to retire in 2014 along with my husband in November. My contract was up. We were going to retire. And okay. I was not excited about taking on a new project. So I go to the regulator and I'm like, he's just going to shake his head. No, he's going to send me out and say, this is too complicated. I go into the regulator at the state level here. And yeah. I say, he knew I was coming in to talk about marijuana at that point. Yeah. In time. You know, yeah. never cannabis was the right way to say it. And, and I go in and he has a stack of papers waiting for me. And he's like, I wish you would do it. I wish somebody would do this and I would trust you to do this. Please go out, do your research, and make Colorado proud. And I'm like, oh, that got my head spinning. But then no. it was, oh, yeah, I was like, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> you know, wrong answer. So I go back to the attorneys, and I'm like, okay, I, let me do a little more research. And 
And I said, let me meet with one of your clients. So that's when I really changed everything in my own head. I met with some young fellows who were in cultivation and retail and sat down and they were talking to me about the safety issue. And once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. You can't ignore it. And he, one of them was saying, we go to the ATM, we pack the two kids up in their car seats at night, in the middle of the night, and we take $30,000 to three different ATMs. And you got to think, you're not doing that without some type of protection. Yeah. So it was a family event. And, and I'm sitting there saying, who takes their kids out at 2 o'clock in the morning worrying about getting robbed? But this was happening all around. And yeah. if it wasn't that, I heard you know about them carrying backpacks into the grocery stores. Now, this really gets close to home, right? You're in any grocery store. They're at the money order counter. They're carrying a backpack, $10,000, $20,000 to pay their electric bill. And everybody in the store is at risk. So those were the factors I took to the board. And I said, this is our community. This is what's happening all around us. Our families, our members, uh, you know, we can't ignore this anymore. And I think that is when the board said, let's research this further. We, 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 we need to solve this. We need to help Colorado out. We need to help our family out. We need to help our members. So that's- Now, this is the place where you were working at, Partner Pretty. Yes. Yeah. I was the CEO at that point in time okay. for, you know, uh, probably about 14 years at that point, I was the CEO. Okay. And, and so uh, you folks got together and said, okay, what can we do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it was interesting because the minute I said, you know, I, I, I ducked my head at the end of the table and I, 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 I did. I seriously, I said, I got At that moment, Sunday, they knew. At that moment, when you did that, they chose you. <laughs> I got a serious subject. And I and I just kind of you just don't say marijuana in a bank boardroom very easily. And I said, I want to talk to you about the marijuana situation, and I think we could help with the banking. And the very first thing out of a board member was, "Are you crazy?" I said, "Probably to yeah. some extent, but you know, somebody somebody has to do this. Yeah, somebody has to get it right, and somebody has to you know protect Colorado citizens." Shall mm-hmm. that was your and you and you stood up. You guys did it. You created a business. You called it Safe Harbor. So, so once you decided to do it, okay, was it? How did the rest of the banking community look at you guys? It's like looking at your neighbor. I I will tell you, yeah. When when I went down this road, even though I had full support of my state regulator, full support. I mean, we sat. He was there through my research. He talked to my board. We decided we were going down this path, and and he trusted me to do it right. And I had to make a couple uh, conditions in terms of I had to understand the industry. So I promised that I would onboard every client until I understood the industry and could mitigate the risks. Okay. I so, you put yourself front and center at the table, right? Yeah, well, even my senior team was a little uh, worried, you know, like prosecution was a threat. And I said, well, if I'm making all the decisions, if I'm approving all the the uh, you know applicants if i am writing all of the processes and, and policies then it is front and center you're right front and center if they're coming after anybody they're coming after me and so that's exactly what i did and and i used that 30 plus years see, i'm gonna take that down a notch i used that 30 plus years of experience to say I if i can't do it right 
after 30 years of banking experience, I don't know who can. And I'm, I'm such a perfectionist and my attention to detail is there. So that's how we got through it. And, um, you know, people got more comfortable, but, you know, the prosecution sector was always there. We, we got through, you know, 90 days in, I pulled in the examiners, I pulled in the regulators and we said, here's what we've learned. It's a lot bigger a problem than we know. It's a lot more complex than we know. And we just kept walking through it and building this program, but we did it very slowly and and we made sure the regulators were comfortable with every step of the way. We wanted to be transparent. If you're going to throw me out of a risky business, do it fast. So I don't let clients down, right? And that was hard. Once the client came in, they were a lot more sophisticated than anybody knew. But they were all under the radar. Nobody was raising their hand saying I'm doing something federally illegal, right? <laughs> right, right. Now, so you brought transparency to your game. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Because you wanted, if, if we have to exit, let's exit as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. So that other solutions may could come about. Right. 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 So, so, and, and maybe the banking, but now you're the model. You even wrote a book about it, right? You're the, you're the model and you're teaching others how to do it and, you, and your, your business is, is, is thriving for reasons we'll get into. What real fintech and cannabis, it, it's just funny to me. So what real problems that your folks or your constituency or your customers, what do they bring to you? Besides safety, safety is always a big deal. They needed a place to bank it, but what what makes the business unique and what do they bring to you? What makes the business unique at this point in time is that we've got nine years of reliability. We have not sailed the industry. They know if Safe Harbor starts launching something like when we launch lending, we're not yeah. only going to do it right down to the detail, we're going to do it in a fair manner. We're not going to go out there and give them rates at 15 to 18 to 30%. We're going to go out there like a financial institution would and give them 8 to 13% depending on the risk. It's still got a minimum, but the complexity right. of businesses. So I think that reliability and you know having created that brand across the country has given us that front runner position. Mm-hmm. Reliability is, I think, the most important thing we've given them. And when they had problems we work to solve those problems because you didn't know what their needs were. So the first one was everybody, you, you just had guidance. So you had to make up all the procedures based upon this guidance. There were no procedures. So I'm like, oh, I like to make things up. I like to make rules up. So, <laughs> so it was kind of a perfect fit for me. You know? That's great. No, that's, that, that is great. We're going to take a quick break Sunday. And we'll come back on and get into some of those those guidances and things that you created that is launched to where you guys are are today. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Sunday Seafree. She is founder and CEO of Safe Arbor Financial. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Client Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Sunday Seafree, founder and CEO of Safe Harbor Financial. She's been in business with Safe Harbor Financial for almost 10 years. So she knows what she's doing. She set the die. She cast the die. She 
she created the roadmap of fintech in the cannabis uh, arena. And that's what we're, we're talking about, the problems she had to solve immediately as they took this journey. I want to go to that journey Sunday with you of what you guys had. How did you organize yourself internally? So, because you, you had this regular bank, this regular credit union going on and and it was safe harbor was a sub of that or that that you just break away totally somehow and created a just a, a separate entity no real connections or did you have to stay connected what was the situation there you know i was concerned and the board was concerned about reputation risk so i said you know again i had to come up with the business plan and everything prior to launching and i said let's create a division let's create a specialized division this is going to be such a specialized market that we have to train people differently we have to we have to i said we're going to do a private banking model so that we can really understand this business and understand the customer and understand the ownership and everything which was a really smart move on our part so it was just a simple division but I hired just staff for that. They did nothing but work for Safe Harbor. I figured that at six months when we went through our first exam, if, if Safe Harbor went out of business in the news, it wasn't Partner Colorado Credit Union, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, people realized we were Partner Colorado because that's where the accounts were, but they, they yeah. knew Safe Harbor. So we kind of kept the division separate from normal credit union business and trained separately and created different processes. So I think that that's how we launched it. It wasn't until 2019 when we, we started stressing the balance sheet of Partner Colorado. We just got too big. It got too national. Yeah. It wasn't credit union business at that point in time. And I always said it was, it was, it should have been a for-profit, not in a not-for-profit entity, but that's where it started. I mean, you had to start somewhere Make sure. never foresaw having break to break out a subsidiary or going public. That was never the objective here. It just was taking advantage of the right time and doing the right thing and following the market to its end. And that's when we actually created the subsidiary separate from Partner Colorado Credit. That's around 2019. Twenty. Yeah, that's when we made the decision. In 2021 is when we actually separated and. Uh, so we took, you know, half our employees came from Partner Colorado along with the CEO. Yeah. I had told the board in 2019, this is taking up so much of my time. I'm not helping the credit union strategically. I think I need to do one or the other. And I think it's going to be safe harbor. So the board replaced me as CEO. And then I broke off with the other team and went with safe harbor. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Now, you guys are expanding you 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 got involved with the SPAC, oh. right? Yeah, yeah. So so how does how does a credit union basically expand across the landscape of the cannabis arena? How, how does that happen? It, it it seems very difficult. Oh yeah. Well, what happened was when our clients got banked in Colorado, uh-huh. they already getting licenses in other states that's so right the thing i'm seeing is nevada entities so my cl- my clients are coming in and saying now what do we do we're in nevada too we don't have a bank down there and i'm like oh, oh my gosh you want to go you want me to work over state borders now oh my but you know what 
the BSA regulations, bank secrecy, requires that I know the entire business and I know every dollar that that company is dealing with. That's okay. bank secrecy. So I went to the regulators again. I yep. wrote up the process. I made it up and I said, this is how I want to do it. They didn't have a problem, but I went one step further and I went to the Federal Reserve. Oh, and good. Yeah. You know, every right. parent, right? You make yeah. a mistake, you know, but again, there were no standards. Everybody in the industry said, you can't go over state lines. And I said, you're not interpreting the guidance right. It says you can't bring product over state lines. It doesn't say money. I said, yeah. everything takes that, money over state, state lines. That That's a great point. So what did the Fed say when you brought this problem to them? You know, by this time, I was building trust and reputation, and they were in there. I mean, we went through 16 examinations. They knew the regulators were oh. right on top of everything I was doing. So, again, I think we were on the same boat. I think DEA didn't care that we were banking the business. They, they told me that. They didn't like that at all. But they loved, they loved the reports. They loved the fact that they were now understanding how the money flowed across the country. The same with the Federal Reserve. The money was already getting into the bank, right? Remember the ATM story? Yeah, yeah. But it was getting in illegally. So everybody saw this as uh, transparency and accountability and the ability to monitor the industry. So they let me do this. I see. Well, they got more information. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which and, is great. I mean, I, I can understand that. I mean, that's logical. Yeah. And the industry got transparency. Yeah. You know, regular financial statements. You know, they they had to pay more for it because it was expensive to get this job done. But but it did help legitimize the business. It did give them the ability to access capital better in the long run. That, that is tremendous. And, and and so now, how many markets uh, are you in? You know, we are getting ready to cross $20 billion of processed cash into the Federal Reserve from the cannabis industry. Wow. I know. And we do that now across 40 states, 41 and to be exact. And that was because we followed the industry. I always say my brilliance wasn't in creating everything. My brand or, you know, and following an industry that was emerging and not being afraid of it, except for the first two years. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest here. Fear and trepidation yeah, were sure. or solving their problems when they wanted to bring money across the border from Canada. Nobody would touch it. And we were getting calls every day. How do we get twenty million? How do we get eighty million dollars across the border? And I'm like, oh my gosh, not only Oh, first ask me to go across state lines. Now you're asking me to go across international borders. And again, I went up with attorneys generals to Toronto, met with Canadian officials. I told them what we were going to do. You know, we we, we formed the relationships and we agreed with the, the attorneys general what kind of money I could bring across the border. And we started opening that gate and taking those funds. But again, I, all I did was follow the industry needs. And then grew with them. That's how we got so national. I tell you, that is great. That is that's a, that's a great story. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about. So then we're gonna talk about safe and I know. what's happening on that arena. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that'll take the whole next segment. But I'm Burn Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest today is Sunday Chief. She's a founder and a trailblazer. She is the CEO of Safe Harbor Financials. We'll be right back. 
rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and my guest today, Sunday Seafree, founder and CEO of Safe Harbor Financials. So, obviously, we're having this conversation by FinTech <laughs> and cannabis, right? We, we have to talk about Safe. Okay, so here's a cool opportunity for someone like you in the know with your finger on the pulse to give us an update. Where is this bill and what's going on with it? Wow. Oh, I, is this our eighth time up, seven times down for safe? I, it's just amazing that this thing has been going on. I, you know, one of my first stops in January 2015 when I started the program was Congressman Perlmutter. And he was a supporter of everything we did. And obviously he pushed legislation coming out of Colorado and he pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And they it just couldn't get it passed. So I don't understand, you know, why they won't take a look. Well, I do. Last September, and we're supposed to go lobbying again this September. Last September when I was in D.C. lobbying and I talked to, it was at the Senate again that time, right? It's an annual thing. <laughs> it's always out there. To be honest, I met with, you know, a lot of senators in asking them, probably more Republican senators at that point in time, what really? seemed the problem. I will never forget this one conversation where the they looked right at me and they said, well, you know, there's a real social equity, social justice problem in the banking world and in cannabis. And we're not passing this without any anything in the, in the bill that has to do with that fixed problem. And you you won't even give mortgages to people of color. And and I'm like from a credit union and I'm like this isn't true. Where are you getting your information from? You know, this has nothing to do and oh by the way, there's been a social equity problem for decades and you want to withhold banking until the bank system and the cannabis industry fixes something that really needs legislation to fix it i mean hey. you're starting we can do grassroots things and and we'll do grassroots things we have a social equity program you know where we help licensees out i have employees who actually do business training to make sure that they understand banking and understand setting up business plans that type of thing so it's not like but that doesn't fix a national problem it oh. to hold legislation to make banking available but here's the thing about bank safe banking and, and people I know everything in Washington is incremental. I know that's the only way we're going to get anything through here. And I know at some point in time, they're going to have to pass something for the industry. Mm -hmm. I believe SAFE will pass, but it's not going to be the end all. People um, have a tendency in the industry to think this is going to fix their banking problem. But I've been looking at this for nine years. I told you earlier that bank secrecy and the regulations is all I worked on. And that's the elephant in the room. SAFE doesn't change bank secrecy. And bank secrecy says, I need to fill out a thousand reports a month for the federal government. We do, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of reports for a thousand accounts. You know, a lot of a lot of energy goes there. I need to be watching all those accounts. I need to know every dollar input in the financial system. SAFE doesn't change bank secrecy. Bank secrecy only gets more complex because FinCEN and the DOJ are looking for those criminals and related activities that are illicit. And there's such a big black market still in oh, Canada. Amazing. Yeah. Right? 
when 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 will the DOJ and FinCEN give up those reports? When will they give up the the, the scrutiny of financial institutions taking money from that industry and putting it into the it's not going to change. There's still going to be a lot of trepidation for banks to get into it. I think you'll get a few more regionals, but we're working with, if, if you followed, we, we're working with the bigger banks, mainly $10 billion at this point in time. You know what? They still like the safe harbor fintech model because we do all the cannabis work. We do all the BSA work. We have that expertise and they take it outside their bank. It's perfect for them. Yeah. You know, they just have to... You know, I think the regulators see their banking safe harbor and monitoring safe harbor and safe harbor better be doing everything the same way they've been doing it for nine years. And we we introduce the cannabis company into the bank through our platform. And right. that makes everybody feel a little safer because we've got the BSA software we developed and we mm-hmm. have the platform. It's kind of like a, a big online banking system that we yeah. have all over. And the bank allows us to use their balance sheet and uh, they they work very closely with Safe Harbor and our processes and policies. So what's going to change then? What what's going to change when Safe it'll eventually pass? And we know of it's no win. But what what's what's going to really change? Okay, so if, I if, I'm a, if I yeah if I if I want to get a business right, then I want to go national with it, and I want easier access to funds. Whatever it is, what's going to change? I don't think it changes anything for the cannabis industry. I think it changes something for the banking environment. First of all, you know, I won't be subject to prosecution, nor will the financial institutions be subject to financial institutions just because they bank cannabis money. Got it. But they will be subject still to bank secrecy and not doing that right. Okay. We, you've got to make that distinct distinction. That's the elephant. So the other thing I see is that inclusion. So working with the Federal Reserve is still a don't ask, don't tell situation. Although I did. I met with Esther uh, George way back in April 2015. And I'm like, I'm running cannabis money through the Federal Reserve. And this is how we're doing it. And this is why we're doing it. And, you know, shot me down fast. It's only three months in. And so, you know, she just came up and thanked me for helping Colorado. She understood the need for that. So, but I've had a financial institution go to the Federal Reserve and say, we're getting into cannabis. And the, finan- and, the, and the Federal Reserve said to that institution, you put $1 of cannabis through our Federal Reserve and we're shutting your entire big bank down. You won't have access to the financial system. So you see, it's a don't ask, don't tell. But obviously, I put the book out there. Everybody knows they're banking cannabis. Everybody knows. But they yeah. know. Once again, the money's getting into the federal system with or without banks monitoring it. So it's safer. If banks are monitoring it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. There you go. I think we're going to cap it at that. That's, that's, that's well said. <laughs> thank you. Well, oh, absolutely. And thank you, Sunday, uh, for joining us. My guest today was Sunday Seafree, founder and CEO of Safe Harbor Financial. She is a trailblazer, fintech world of cannabis and We all want to thank you and keep up the strong fight. I learned a lot about the secrecy part of that and the effect of that. So I learned a lot, and I'm sure the audience has learned a lot also by having you join us uh, today. And I I want you all to download episodes of Plant Profit by going to CannabisRadio.com or, you know, you can subscribe to the show on all major 
podcast outlets, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify. We are everywhere. iHeart, Cannabis Radio, everywhere. And you can find us and download. Give us a great score. All right. And my company, Produce Global. Look for us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Everywhere you can think of, we are there when it comes to a social media platform. And that's protisglobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. Until next time, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.